your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan in the house. Uh, Friday episode for you, Avalanche going up against our old foe and the Detroit Red Wings. Everybody's always uh, excited to see the Red Wings because you don't get to see them as much as you used to anymore. So it's kind of like like, like a homecoming of sorts whenever like these two teams get together. And yeah, like like I said in the opening, if you're watching on YouTube, like a lot of these guys were not even born um, or they were born the year of when this whole rivalry started back in the mid 90s. Uh, very few guys were, were uh, alive. And if they were alive, they were they were very, very young. That doesn't really you know, it's still it's still meaningful, is it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To a, to an avalanche fan, it's one of those things, you know, like you're just you're born hating the Red Wings. And since they jumped conferences, like it's kind of died out from there. But with that team getting younger and more respectable, yeah. um, I think we might see round two if this Ooh, we'll, we'll find right. out tonight. But I mean, the way both teams are trending, like it's young talent versus young talent. So, I mean, yeah, well, we'll we'll preview that a little bit later. Uh, we also have we're, we're going to discuss some news that's little tidbits here and there about uh, the avalanche. We'll go back and revisit the Truba hit on, on McKinnon. We've had like 24 hours to kind of process that. And where I was coming from, if you listen to the show yesterday, we had the, the crossover with John from lockdown Rangers. Uh, but I have a, a, a different type of question, which I didn't ask yesterday, but I'll, I'll ask you today. So we'll get to that. Um, and then, like I said, we'll talk about the abs and uh, red wings for tonight. But first things first, as always, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show's YouTube channel over on YouTube. So we will start. Um, we we heard that Jason Megno was going to be placed on waivers. Uh, which, you know, if, if he cleared, he would be going back down to the Eagles. And it was one of those interesting guys where you would think, like, maybe some team out there would take a shot on him. Um, he's been up with the Avs pretty much for the entire season. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's not going to break down any walls or anything like that. But I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. If, you know, he made some 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 bad errors. But everybody across the board has done that, and that's just the game of hockey. Are you surprised nobody claimed him? I honestly was a little surprised. Uh, this seemed like a perfect opportunity for like an Ottawa or a Winnipeg or maybe a St. Louis to you know swipe him off the waiver wire because yeah. it's that thing about having that avalanche shine. Um, you think maybe just a change of environment we can really um, unlock his potential. But he cleared the waiver wire, and he's in Loveland, so we'll see what that does for him. But it was uh, it was interesting to say the least that he did yeah, go through. I did. I thought you know one of those uh, you know bottom, or honestly, he could have gone either way. 
could have been one of those, uh, you know, bottom of the standings teams. Just wanted to pick them up, maybe to, like you said, get get, get some of that avalanche shine and in, in, injected into, you know, their roster. Or one of those, even we we had them on our team for the entire, mm-hmm. pretty much the entire year of the season, and you know, one one of those other teams that just want some depth, yep. go out and grab them. Uh, but it didn't happen, so you know he's back with the Eagles. Jacob McDonald was also sent down, so his most recent run with the Avs was pretty short. And, you know, the main reason for that is because JT Confer is coming back. So what then that's going to be an interesting thing, because he was playing uh, as good as really anybody on the team. He was off to his best start by far. He's been out for it's been close to a month, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was, it's been because he went out around the same time McKinnon did. And I remember them saying McKinnon was going to be three weeks and, and Comper was going to be four weeks. I believe that was the case. Can he, I mean, God, I feel so bad for him because he's one of those guys that was just up and down and up and down. And he started the season very, very well. What are we expecting from JT Comper from, from as soon as he gets back out on the ice? I think it helps Comfer that he's coming back and his line mate Tyson Jost is on a tear right now. I think with him mm. playing the way he does, I think that uh, brings up JT's play just a little bit. And it'll be good to get him, like especially with how all four lines are working right now, it'll be good to see how fits in there. And we're not asking him to do much. Like It's not like, good JT, he can do this again. Like Just come in, get back to speed, and just, just plug and play. We're not asking you to, to save the team here. Just do what you're doing and get right. back to form when you got hurt. <clears throat> no, he, he's not. You know, it, it's not like when McKinnon came back and you were like, "All right, let's get him back out on there and and do your thing." Uh, you want that from Comber, but is he going to need a little bit of time to get back in the flow? I don't know what his injury is, and you know, we maybe we'll never know. Um, but yeah, he's. I just kind of feel like he's one of those guys that is going to need that time to really get back acclimated. He's not like like Nathan McKinnon, who if he had missed, well, he did miss three weeks. So if, even if he had missed a month, even if he had missed two months, day one, he's he's on the ice, speed deeming like around the ice. Um I don't I don't know what to expect from Comfort. I feel I feel bad for him just because he he was off to such a good start and now that got taken away from him. I think he was leading the team in goals when he got injured, I don't know if, if, uh, because who, I mean, it's Kadri now, right? Is he, I know he's leading, I know Kadri's leading in, uh, points, but I, I think Miko what, is leading in goals with 12. Miko, how many does uh, Kadri have? I think he has 11. Well, I know, I know Makar, had, well, Makar has 10, right? Or unless Makar had got 11. Let me see. Here. Uh, they are tied. Nas and Kale. Both have eleven. Miko yeah, has they twelve. Both are, so Miko does have twelve. Okay, yeah. Oh, because he got two the other day, right, Miko? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm two. I'm a weird stat guy. I was literally looking at this stat earlier this morning about nine o'clock because I'm just weird like that. But yeah, yeah. Miko has twelve goals on the team. Oh, that's right. Because you sent me, uh, you yeah. were you were mad because Miko <laughs> leads the Rangers or the, the Rangers. Yeah, God, leads the Avalanche with uh, twelve. And do we say his name out loud on this on the show? The the one that we don't like to talk about. The, uh, 
those we Duchesne's we don't speak of. Yeah. Actually leads his team with 13. So whatever. Um, but wow, that really got me off, off my game now. So, but no, anyway. it goes back to uh, JT comfort. Like he would, when he went out, he was really, really hot. And yeah, it was one of those that at the time the team was still trying to figure things out. And I think there's more of an established role. And in this game, we're catching uh, Detroit off a of back to back. So again, you're not asking him to do a lot. If he just gets in there and plugs and plays, I know he's been skating with the team. So skating's yeah. not going to be a problem. It's just getting that passing cohesion and getting all that in tune. I think once he gets that, um, the goals will come. I think that, like you kind of touched on it, he was playing well when the team really wasn't. Mm-hmm. The team was really going up and down. He was kind of the constant, believe it or not, yeah. uh, at that point in the, of the season, which was you know late October, early November. And that's what, and I think that's what we're trying to get at here is, is you'd like to see him get back to that as quickly as possible. Number one, because it's good for the team. And number two, because he was, he was off to a really good start. And for a player that's been one of those up and down uh, players, you were thinking like maybe he's finally hitting that stride. Um, and, and you just hope he can get, get back to that as quickly as possible. Um, all right. So, oh, and having said that McDonald has moved down, that means. Curtis McDermott is staying put for some reason. And I, and I've said it like I even said it the other day. It's not that I dislike the guy. He doesn't do anything great <laughs> clearly. Uh, and he, he will either give you a, a play where you just smack your head or he's just a body. And is that what the avalanche want? They just want a big body out there. Or do they want someone like McDonald who can actually give you more offense and be more productive than what McDermott can do? You know, I was thinking about this again today because I'm weird and have no life. Um, Yeah, of course. Like, Nas, every game we play, everyone is trying to get at Nazem Kadri because they know he's the physical guy and he's also got a history. And anything Uh he does could take him out. So people go after him. I feel like McDermott is just there to be like the protector, like keep people off of Nazem Kadri. And if you have to get physical, you could send him out there. If he gets a game misconduct, big deal. That's not going to hurt us. Like he's expendable. Like you saw how he exploded against the Rangers. <clears throat> like, I feel like if you do that with McDonald, you're yeah. losing a little bit of production. Like I think McDermott's well, full role is just like, if you lose him for a game misconduct or anything like that, if he does something stupid and gets ejected, it's not going to hurt the team as much. Like if Nas does something else, that's 5, 10, 15 games, maybe half of next year, never see the I Olympics, mean, who knows? I guess like, you know, and he's only getting like five, six minutes a night. I think he had three minutes and change against the Rangers. Is that worth it? Is it worth it to have a guy on the team because they're, they might need him to, to do something like that, which, oh, by the way, they did against the Rangers. And he tried to throw down with Truba, and Truba just skated away from him. Like no, because they know his role. It's it's the same. Like Landeskog, he's been shown all year long that he'll throw the mitts with anybody, and you don't want to lose Landeskog, especially no, after you don't. that hit early in the season on with the Chicago game. Yeah, you don't like. Yeah, I, I not you both have that that rep, so you could send out McDermott because you know you're not losing anything with whatever he does. <clears throat> but it, but I'm. 
would you want a three, five minutes, even six minutes that he's giving you for that possibly happening or getting a guy out there that can, can get 12 to 15 minutes of potential production. I don't know. To me, it's just, it's not worth it. I get it. I completely get it. Uh, but, but even he's not a guy that's, that's thrown down. I, I mean, if his role is to do that, why didn't he do that? Like, I don't care if, if you're if you're going to go out there and you're only going to play three minutes and you want to go get a game misconduct uh, because of what Trupa did to, to McKinnon, then throw the guy down and force him to fight with you. Don't let him skate away. I don't See, know. and like the thing is, we tried to put Zadorov in that role towards the end of his tenure in Colorado and. I would have loved three to five minutes of Nikita Zadorov a game. <laughs> well, if, if he was, a, you knew within three to five minutes if Zadorov was going to have a good game or not. And then you'd be <laughs> yeah. right, you know what, you're done for the day. <laughs> or sometimes he, he was actually pretty good and, and you leave him in there for those 15 minutes. But I don't know. All right. Well, that that's that's our, I guess, daily rant on Curtis McDermott. Anyway. <laughs> um, we're going to hear from Built Bar in this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs and fat while high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and it's healthy. With so many flavors to choose from, you'll have a hard time choosing just one. And will you have a raspberry or a mint brownie or a cherry or a double chocolate or Kyle and I are peanut butter freaks? Anything with peanut butter in it, you can do that. Uh, and Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in an endless shopping lines. Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And right now you can go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Once again, promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off for all of your orders at BuiltBar.com. Also, Stance. Uh, one of our new sponsors, we talked about them yesterday. Uh, I, I don't want them to be known as like the Wu-Tang company, but uh, <laughs> hey, when, when you have a section of your website, again, that is Wu-Tang centered and you have, you know, apparel and socks and everything with uh, Wu-Tang on it. I mean, that's a home run in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. There, yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> I did get something in the mail from Stance the other day. Uh, very, very comfortable socks. I will say that. Um, so where are we? Oh, I lost it. There we go. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic along alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off of your first, or excuse me, your purchase. Uh, and use the promo code Locked On at the checkout to apply the discount. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right. So, I mean, well, I guess we'll continue talking about the um, 
playing off the McDermott thing about him struggling to fight people that, you know, are, are, it's called for. So the Truba hit, um, I was thinking about it m- more today. And if you follow me on Twitter and listen to the show yesterday, uh, and John Chick from, you know, Lockdown Rangers was on, we, we, we talked about it. And I said then, and I still say now, uh, you know, I've seen dirty hits in hockey. I didn't think that was a dirty one in the fact that he was attempting to, you know, do damage to McKinnon's head. He went out to hit him hard, and that's exactly what he did. <clears throat> so, but the more I was thinking about it, I, 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 how much of it is on, I guess, two fronts here. How much of it is on the league to say even a hit like that? which, you know, he's nothing's coming out where he's going to get fined or suspended or anything for that. And I don't think he should. But how much is on the league to say even hits like that, we need to kind of monitor a little bit better. But maybe more than that, how much of it is on Truba himself? Because he did it the day before. So and the day before that was incredibly ugly. Uh, because I can't remember who the player was. He he got uh, stretchered off the ice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that was you or I, <laughs> wouldn't I mean you're playing the very next day, and you you are the one that can see McKinnon's head is down. He's not. You're, you're seeing him the entire way, and you are saying, "I'm going to hit this guy." How much of it is untrue? But to really just say, like, I can hit him and remove him from the play without almost having a or the possibility of having a repeat of what I just did 24 hours ago. How much of it is how much of it is on the league? How much of it is on the individual player? Well, see, I was thinking about this as well today with uh, with the league aspect. It's one of those. What do you come down with your full press release? And what do you say? Don't explode through your check. Because I think that's what's really making it look terrible. Like he's he's doing it by the letter of the law, how you're supposed to check. Like he's trying to avoid the head. He's not he's he's doing everything to the according to the law, but then he goes like full WWE mode and like embellishes at the end and like kind of like stares him down just a little bit. It makes it look worse. So of course, anybody that happens to you feel like you get angry about it, and of course you should. Um but then I was thinking about today, this is eerily similar to what PK Subban is going through in New Jersey. Um, he went through two uncalled, like not called slew foots. PK Subban. And slew then, line. exactly. And then yeah. it became like on that third occurrence, they're like, okay, you're clearly doing this on purpose. And now they're starting to call it. Right. I feel like Truba is now on that line like back to back you clearly shown that you're not going to stop this manner of checking like this is now part of your repertoire so now we're going to have to police this like we gave you a chance we let you go you played according to the law and the next night you did it again i feel like if he tries anything like this a third time i feel like this is where the call is coming in but i think you're right about like it's so tough to police it to the extent of like what what is what is too hard of a hit and it's tough for a player to look at who they're about the game is so fast obviously it's mm-hmm. tough to look at a player and 
you know, know his dimensions in terms of like height, weight, and like, you know, the makeup of that guy, and then adjust your hit according to them. That's too much information to process when you're going to hit a guy like that. Like the, the hit that he put on uh, McKinnon, who is built, you know, you go put that same hit on like Sammy G, you know, that's a dangerous hit. So it's tough to police it because you can't tell guys like you can only hit like 50% of, of, of your, your total body. Like you can't do that. It, it's not feasible to do that. So how do you do it? You have to police how they hit, not in, not in what I was just saying in, you know, if they're flailing their elbows out, if they're going for their head. So in that aspect, like in, in the rules, like that's how they lay it out. And for how they, it's laid out, I think Truba is, is, is doing it by it, the like hitting like at least these last two hits, he's approaching it in that manner, how the rules are laid out. And again, I don't think he's out to hurt these guys, but he's out to remove them from a play. And you can't say, I'm going to check him just enough. So I don't like knock him over uh, because then he could get back into the play. And that's not the point of, of somebody checking somebody. So that's why I think it's more on, on Truba really to, 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 and it's so hard for me to say that because you know I, I just kind of laid out how it's difficult for him to size up a guy, but when you when you had just done it the night before and you saw the results of that, to go back out and do it that way again, and I know I'm talking about about both ends of my around both ends of my mouth here, but like I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Like that that's his job. He's supposed to remove him from the play. It's just one of those things that you, you you don't know you don't have a right answer for, in my opinion. But I could easily see if something like this occurs again over the weekend, the NHL making a little amendment to the rule, like if you're going through that check with an intent to injure, or like doing like a yeah. little bit extra, because we just saw in college football an amendment to the rule about the fake slide that happened in the Pittsburgh, um, the quarterback. He went for a fake slide and then kept running and gained 20, and 30 more yards. more yards. Right. And now they came out today and they said, oh, by the way, we're changing that. You can do the really? same in the NHL. You can go through that check. He's doing everything according to the rules. But if you um, add on with intent to injure or more than sufficient amount of force, just count it to a roughing penalty, two minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and and the NHL has done that. I remember years ago, Sean Avery, uh, oh yeah, what was was holding his stick up in the. I think it was the Devils. I could be wrong on who it was against. It was in the playoffs, and he was just standing facing the goalie, holding his stick up, moving. Was his it stick Eddie Belfour? I can't remember who it was. I can't. And and the next day, the uh, the league came out and like, yeah, you, you're not doing that anymore. That, yeah. That's garbage. Yeah. Don't don't do that. So yeah, they can amend rules on the fly if they wanted to. I I again, I'm going back to. I just don't feel like what True was doing was was vicious enough to want to call cause bodily harm, even against the Blackhawks. I don't think yeah. he was out to do that. In both instances, you know, the the player who got hit wasn't looking and Truba, he is looking. So that's why it's like, how much is it on him? He knows that that guy's not looking at him and I am going to take him out. And it's tough to then adjust your check 
to match the the genetic makeup of the person you were about to hit. It's such a tough, fine line. Um, and I don't know what the league can do about it right now. If it becomes a a problem with him specifically, do you sit him down and just be like, look, man, like if someone's not looking at you, like there's another way you can approach it. Right, we could talk about this forever. I just don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees, they now know of this, and it's now a known thing. And like I mentioned earlier, I think they'll attack him like they do with PK. It's just something you look out for, and mm. I think it'll be police like that going forward. Yeah, all right. All right, let's hear from Ben Online, and then we'll talk uh, some Avs Red Wings and uh, maybe a trade on the horizon for the Avs. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> but Bet Online, it has you covered – all season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues to march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage. Of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. So, quick uh, news on well, there's really no news on Kadri. I don't, we haven't heard anything. You know, he, he was taken out of the game. When was it in the third? I think it was, yeah, the third, about midway through. Third. Yeah. Um, and haven't heard anything, which a eh, day off, so you might not hear too much. You probably hear something, or maybe Friday morning, Friday afternoon, if he'll be okay. Did he? They because the game was kind of in hand. Did they just? <clears throat> he was a little dinged up, so why put him back out there to maybe make whatever he was dinged up worse? I don't know. So we'll look forward to that. Um, and some trade rumors going around. Whenever there's a player possibly available, it seems like the Avalanche are connected to them. And uh, this time it's Corpusalo for a goalie from Columbus. Uh, Avs rumors seem to be interested. How true do you think the rumors are? And where would he fit? And where would they, what would they give up to get him? Ooh, it's well, a lot. That, yeah, giving up is interesting. Um, that we'll have to address in a second. I know. Um, first thing, I have a friend of mine, Alex, with uh, the Lamplighters. He is a huge Columbus fan, and it's, sounds like from Columbus, they are looking to get rid of him. So if you have somebody that you're looking to get rid of, I don't know if that's a goalie that we need to add to the mix right now. Just mm. another question mark in between the pipes is something that the Avalanche really don't need at this point of the season. Um, yes, it is a good name. Yes, he, does a ha- he has a lot of upside. He has a, a a fairly high ceiling. I mean, he's he's okay. His numbers don't look that great this year, but he's a pretty good goalie. What we would give up for that? That's that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, his cap number is not insanely high. I think it's like mid twos, I believe. Um, you I could go. You could go Corpy for JoJo one for one, and if they <laughs> if, if they bite on that. I doubt I that, that he will. I would do that. It would yeah. be it would be the less messy option. Anything yeah. else that messes with the cohesion 
in that in the D pairs or the forward lines, that's where it gets sketchy. And I don't know if I'm all okay with that trade. Um, because I want to see how many how much term he has left. Um, yes, Corpusalo, two point eight, and that's it. <clears throat> so yep. it, it's just this year, and then he's an unrestricted. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, anything dealing with the abs right now, cause you know, the cap is not friendly to them. Columbus would have to retain some and, you know, with a 2.8 number, I think they would, and they have 10.8 million in cap space. Yeah. You can uh, keep some of that contract there, Columbus. So, uh, something to watch on over the weekend. I was hearing a couple of things saying like it could happen by this weekend, not that he could go to the avalanche that just that he could get dealt. So definitely something to keep an eye on um, for the avalanche in particular. You know, they got they got a big game coming up against the Red Wings. You're always you always get up when the Red Wings come to town. I'm excited to watch this Red Wings team yes. because it's been a while. Number one, since we've seen them, it's been a, a while since these two teams have been out on the ice together and the Red Wings are much better than mm-hmm. they have been in the past handful of seasons. And uh, they are, are a young, exciting upstart team. And, and it is pretty much all revolving around their two upstart rookies in uh, Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider. Those two guys are, are likely leading the, the Calder conversation right now. Um, and it's probably, you know, obviously barring injury, going to come down to those two guys. And if I'm the Red Wings, I don't care who wins it because I got two guys in my back pocket that are going to be the face of this team, especially Mo Sider. Uh, uh, He is an exciting defensive player in the realm of what we have um, and what the Rangers have. And he's, he's he's the next player in that line of young, exciting, defensive like offensive defensive men, def- defensemen in the mm-hmm. league. Um, I haven't been able to see him up close and personal. So I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing how these guys perform. Yeah. The, the day that, I mean, we've talking about this for a while, like years that, Hey, this team's coming around, like where they were a laughing stock and look how bad Detroit is. Boy, doesn't this feel great as an avalanche fan, <laughs> but we kept saying, Hey, they're prepping for this new young, like upstart team, they are prepping for the future. The future is here. Like they are yeah. really building something and you can see it with the, the depth that they have. Like I really like watching Raymond play. I think he's, yeah, he's incredible. Good. And I would like to, I, it's one of those, it's really appealing, especially after the performance we put up against the Rangers. If we could perform to that same level against this Detroit team, I think this will be an absolutely incredible game to watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. To you're right. Uh, I mean, and right now it's not just like Detroit is is saying like, oh, we're in the next stage of our our progression. They're in a wild card spot right now. Yeah, they are the second wild card. I, I mean, well, uh, yeah, they're the second wild card just because points percentage wise are behind the Penguins. They have the same amount of um, points as the Penguins at 29. And if you forgot how many points the abs have, they have 30. 
So they're yeah. right behind the Avs. Like they're 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 a legit contender this year. It will be interesting to see because they haven't been in this position in a long time. They have a lot of young guys. As the season goes on, does it catch up to them? Does it catch up to these young guys who haven't, you know, especially these rookies that haven't played an 82 game season ever? Um, so you want to see a, a full season, how it, you know, materializes for them when we get into the later months of the year. Do they get tired and just start like dropping games? We don't know, but that's all part of of the learning process when it comes to being in this league. But the the Red Wings are are here to to stay now like they, they finally have, have got and i don't mean for this year i mean like for the next we're always talking about the avalanche and how they are set up for the next handful of years to be uh competitive detroit is there too so whether or not they they fade because this is kind of like their first year back um that remains to be seen that's always a possibility whether or not that happens you know in, in the years that come they are going to be a player and a factor in in the eastern conference um uh, I, let me see what's their because Raymond I had their stats up here he, he I mean he's leading their team only by a point over Dylan Larkin but he's leading their team in in points yeah. and he has played four more games than Dylan Larkin and he only has one more point but it doesn't matter he's he's a rookie doing what he's doing and then you have Larkin right there Bertuzzi and then Cider is is actually Cider's tied for third with Bertuzzi so you have two of your rookies uh, in the top three in scoring. And that's not a fluke. These guys are good. Uh, and I think you're, you're going to see, uh, like you said, man, I think this is going to be a really, really exciting game. A lot of back and forth going here. And now if you, over the weekend, you see that trade wire that Corpusello goes to Detroit, this team just became very scary. Mm. Because between Ned and uh, Thomas Grice, if you put mm-hmm. Corpusello as the 1B, that is really the one weak point with this Detroit team. Like that defense, any member of that D D core could surprise you any night. Same with that forward core. It doesn't matter what line they're on. Somebody could get hot just out of nowhere. They are very similar to how the Avs are. And if they get that solid one B, I think we have the bizarro avalanche and maybe we got this rivalry cranking right back up because we might be facing each other in the playoffs or in the, I mean, in the Stanley cup. Oh, in the Stanley but, cup yeah. Yeah. And the Stanley <laughs> cup, but this is going to be one of those that we're going to meet eventually. So, I mean, come on, man, I, dude, it, you know, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but it is not out of the realm of possibility within the next five years. These mm-hmm. two teams meet up in the Stanley Cup final, and oh my God, that is a a hockey fans' dream matchup in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and if if you if any of the newer Avalanche fans aren't really up to date on that rivalry, it wouldn't hurt <laughs> to do a little research before the yeah. game tonight. It's uh, it's storied. It's one of those iconic rivalries in the game of hockey, and you might be watching the second wave begin tonight. I mean, you need an East Coast rival. You know, you, you, you have do. your West Coast rival. You you do need an East Coast rival. I don't know who that would be. I mean, I think maybe just by default, it's it's Detroit. But I don't yeah. know of any team really that we hate that much on the, the East Coast. The Rangers have always given us problems. Like Boston yeah. games in Washington, we go in there and kind of handle our business. But the Boston Rangers are always... The, Boston likes the Avs just because of the Ray Bork situation. So there's really no hatred there. Um, 
We're I mean, it is Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, at least on Twitter we are. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's still Detroit, but it was really like unseated them. But God, man, if that if that went to a Stanley Cup final, that I mean, the ratings would be through the roof on that thing. That would be. Incredible. And we were talking, and we were talking. Who's fifth in scoring for Detroit right now? Vladislav Nemestikov, a man yeah. that I went to bat for when he was a member of the Avalanche. Yeah, he's now fifth in scoring for this very hot Detroit team. So they're, that's they're another storyline to keep an eye on. So they are legit. So. All right. Tune in. Uh, enjoy it. And uh, thank you, everybody, again for, for tuning in today and for this week. Is this, is this your first official? No, last week so. was because you started like midweek, I think, last week. So this is like your first official week in the books. So that's correct. There we go. First one down. Many more to go. Right. Uh, last one in the Temple of Doom. That's right. Yes, you'll be in a, a new location sometime next week, right? I don't yep. know when you're getting up there. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Definitely check out any hockey show on the Locked On Network, uh, any sports. But, I mean, if you're still into hockey, definitely go check out Locked On NHL for your second listen and get up, caught up on everything going on around the league. So that's going to wrap it up for us today and for this week. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you guys on Monday. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.